Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We continue today in Matthew chapter 4, moving on to verses 8 through 11. These verses deal with the third temptation or test of Christ. Satan now takes Christ to a high mountain and shows him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. This now is a psychological temptation. Man lusts for power. Eve was subjected to this same temptation. Satan told her in verse 5 of Genesis chapter 3, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Many of us succumb to this same test, for there is a desire in us to be all-powerful, to rule over other men. Now, here are verses 8 through 11 of Matthew chapter 4. Next, Satan took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him the nations of the world and all their glory. I'll give it all to you, he said, if you will only kneel and worship me. Get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. The scriptures say, worship only the Lord God, obey only him. Then Satan went away, and angels came to care for Jesus.
There is a very important lesson to be learned in this episode in the life of our Lord. Our Lord answered Satan every time out of God's word. Each answer that Christ gave was taken from Scripture. This then should be an example for us also. If Christ used the word of God to defeat Satan, as a child of God, this should also be our weapon against him. And, by the way, it worked, for Satan left him. Now, here to bring us today's study is Pastor Henry Harder. Is Jesus God or isn't he? Evidently, the devil was convinced that Jesus was the Son of God and therefore deity. When Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan, God said, This is my Son. There was a clear statement by God himself. No doubt Satan was well aware of that fact, and he was convinced. Immediately after that, Satan tried three times to get Christ to act as God, independently of God the Father. When Jesus had not eaten for 40 days and was hungry, Satan suggested that he act like God, the God that he was, and turn stones to bread. That wasn't the Father's will, and Jesus had come to do the Father's will. So, of course, Jesus refused. I spoke about that two days ago. But Satan came again and suggested that he should act like the Son of God before the people and jump from the highest point of the temple complex to the valley floor below. God would protect him, Satan said. I spoke about that yesterday. Now, for the third time, Satan comes to Jesus. Matthew describes it this way in chapter 4, 8 to 11. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Whether Satan could have fulfilled his part of the deal might be debatable. Were the kingdoms his to give? But that he wouldn't have fulfilled his promise is certain. Satan is a liar and the father of lies. Lies originated with him. He fathered them. But whether Satan could have or would have fulfilled this part of the deal isn't really important. I want to suggest two matters that were behind Satan's offer. First, the devil was suggesting that Jesus bypass the cross and go directly to his rule. That Christ will literally receive the kingdoms of the world is clear from Scripture. But you may be sure that Satan is a thorough student of Scripture. One day after his re-entry into our space, Christ will rule as King of Kings. Satan was suggesting that he could receive the kingdom and he would not need to go through the suffering of the cross. Here was a shortcut to Christ's fullest messianic fulfillment without the terrible prospect of Calvary. He would immediately become the reigning Messiah and would bypass the suffering servant stage. No doubt Jesus saw through Satan's veiled purpose. Jesus knew that he had come to bear the sins of the world by becoming God's sacrifice. Jesus came to remove sin, and the cross was the only means that that could be accomplished. 
suffering was essential to Christ's mission on this planet. Second, Satan suggested to Jesus that Jesus worship him. That, of course, was a temptation to idolatry. Anything that is placed above God becomes an idol. I am convinced that this is one of the major temptations of Satan to this day. If he can get anyone to place anything above and before God, then idolatry is introduced. Jesus' reply to the devil in each of these three instances began with the words, It is written. Except in the second test. The difference is that Satan quoted scripture and Jesus said, It is written again. I thank God that that is in the Bible. Anyone can quote some words from the Bible to confirm almost any point. Just recently, I heard an outspoken radio talk show host quote the scripture, God is love. If that is true, he said, then God loves everything, including what man calls sin. He was very vehement in this affirmation, and the caller didn't know how to counter him. Satan quoted one scripture by itself to confirm his point, and Jesus said, it is written again. You cannot use one scripture over against others. It is the totality of scripture that makes the point. The ludicrous example is often given, where the Bible states that Judas, the one who betrayed Jesus, went out and hanged himself. The Bible also says, go thou and do likewise. Conclusion? We should all go out and hang ourselves. Ludicrous, yes, but that is precisely the way this radio talk show host used the Bible. He presented one truth, but to the exclusion of all other truth. If such a man wishes to use the Bible, I wish he would at least use it honestly. But of course, that would be too much to expect. Satan quoted scripture. Jesus said, yes, but it is also written. Sadly, there are whole denominations, often called cults, who follow this very principle. They want to confirm their distinctive and destructive teachings, and they create a path through the Bible that to the one who doesn't know the whole scripture sounds like proof positive for their false views. It is often correctly said that cults feed on untaught Christians. Paul told the Ephesian Christians that in order to withstand the devil, they must put on the whole armor of God. And one of the most crucial elements was the sword of the Spirit, which, Paul added, was the Word of God.
but still my doubt I cannot hide. Master, I must touch your wounds and see the nail prints with my own. Go ahead and touch them and place your hand into my side. But Thomas, blessed are those who don't see and still believe and testify. Radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Shafter, California, 93263, USA.